into Well, I think we ran a little longer than we were supposed to, but uh, I don't think Disney needs to come after us for, nah, for any nah, money. No, they got enough money. I think after this weekend, they'll uh, they'll have another one bill to uh, to hang their hat on, probably. Um, hey, guys. It's Dan and Brian here. Um, Brett is not here for multiple reasons, mainly because he is a... Marvel hater and probably wouldn't want to participate in this conversation other than to to bring it down. And also because he has a very important uh, full-time job with the San Diego Padres, uh, specifically uh, washing Manny Machado's jockstrap uh, before and after every game. Um, but yeah, Dan and I are here. We're... Uh, you, know, you, know, he, you know he read the synopsis on Wikipedia already. Oh, of, so 100%. he doesn't have to watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, 1,000%. He, he loves to do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Dan and I are here, uh, we're, we're recovering, we're, uh, you know, thinking back, analyzing, um, reviewing our, uh, you know, our experience at, uh, at Avengers Endgame. Yes. And just so for those of you who have come here looking for a normal episode, a normal sits pack of pop culture. I am sorry because that is not what you will be getting today. Uh, if you are a regular listener, you know that this episode is going to look more like our Captain Marvel special. Yeah, we just got we just got to nerd out, you know. And I mean, Endgame it deserves it. It deserves its own. It's a culmination episode. of eleven years, twenty three, including itself, movies, yep. and uh, lots and lots of. Our own time, yes, Dustin. including the movie itself, which is fucking three hours long. Yes, you know. So before we go any further, uh, spoilers, obviously. Yes. Yeah, so, so <laughs> if you them. haven't watched the movie, literally yet, all of them. One, why? Yeah. Two, how? Three, just shut it off. Just come back to us next week, yeah. or once you've seen it, it'll be worth it. We'll have a regular episode next week. Okay. But you are now venturing forward at your own risk. Mm -hmm. And there's no way you can go back in time after listening <laughs> to this episode. Because <laughs> that's not how time travel works. Right. I still don't think Endgame no, really explained to, it well either. Back to the Future. Uh, we can get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. But just know that Back to the Future is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no time travel in Die Hard. Right. Hot tub time machine, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll get another one. Yeah, we are. We're going to throw in the yeah. announce it after, right. you know, after he kills more people yeah, who exactly. are coming after his dog. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Brian and I have seen Avengers Endgame. Uh, I have recently just left my second viewing. Mm -hmm. um, and we're here to, to let you guys know it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be okay. We got to move on. Yes. Uh, whatever it takes. But let's just jump into our initial reactions from the movie, Brian. So my coworker, who is a very 
uh, huge Marvel fan, uh, asked me on Friday when I saw him. I saw it Thursday night. You know, give give me your thought in one word. And I said, okay, let me think about that. Didn't take too long. And my response was masterpiece. Because for what it is, uh, again, the... You know the the bookend of twenty three movies. Um, you know Spider Man might be like, and plus, you know, uh, as we've been told. But uh, for really like the stamp on the end of of this um, this run with all these actors, I mean, I literally could not think of uh, you know a better way to uh, to set sail to to some of these characters and. Not only did they do like a lot of fan service, you know, really gave us what uh, we've been asking for and wanting for a long time. But then they also took things out of uh, like pop culture and like memes and things that like were created out of this universe and put them into the fucking movie. So it just made it so meta. And then dabbed. Yeah. Right. And then talking about, you know, obviously all those other like. Uh, time travel movies that we we brought up earlier uh, is a pretty funny scene in the movie. Um, I mean, Captain America's ass. Uh, it's America's the, ass. The biggest, um, you know, example that um, that I'm thinking of. So yeah, I mean, I just think it it was. I mean, hard to say perfect, right? Because what can be perfect, but as close to I think as as any human being could could produce. Yeah, I think like any superhero movie we have to be honest they aren't necessarily the greatest feature films ever made sure right you know it's not schindler's list um but i mean in vegas infinity one more people died than uh, never mind <laughs> but what i'm getting at is that if you really want to pick apart the movies you will always be able to find something that you're not necessarily happy with right and from my own ventures into social media the past two and a half days, that's how people are trying to gain clout post endgame. Not necessarily praising it, but trying to pick it apart because that's gonna get more people. It's kinda like trolling. Yeah. That's what a lot sure. of uh Well when you have ninety nine percent of people saying it's great, yeah. The one percent, you know, is gonna stand out exactly. for sure. Always that fucking one percent. <laughs> but yeah, so beyond that uh, this movie, for the weight of an entire universe, really held its own. And I can't wait to try and just somehow spend five and a half hours oh, and yeah. watch this back-to-back with Infinity War. Right. Um, and just kind of enjoy that entire experience. Uh, I'll probably really need therapy after that. <laughs> Uh, because it, this movie for, um, what it is, just takes you through the gambit of emotions. Totally. Uh, I tried to compare the feeling after watching this movie with the feeling you get after finishing a book series you've been very invested in. I like similar, I think would be like the first time I've, I finished reading Harry Potter or like Lord of the Rings where you're invested with these characters and to read long books like that over many years specifically with, with Harry Potter, you have a lot of investment in the characters and for that story to end, uh, it feels like you lose something. And so I feel like with Endgame, that's 
ultimately what we're going to receive for a few of these characters is that even though they may get uh, different types of send-offs, we're still going to feel like we lose them. Yeah. Well, like for me, it's it's a trip because, you know, all of these movies have come out with the internet, you know, with social media. So I think people become way more attached to not only the characters, but like the actors. Um, and it is, I think, a, a larger emotional investment than, um, you know, anything I think that we've ever seen before in entertainment, right? Um, so I think that it <laughs> like it really hit home for a lot of people and, you know, was a fucking giant uppercut of emotions to kill off, y- you know, the guy that started it all. Um, you know, kind of out of the blue to kill off. Yeah, John Favreau. Um, I didn't see it, John. <laughs> uh, and then kind of out of the blue to kill Black Widow. Um, you know, that was pretty unexpected, especially know, with but her then movie. You think about it, and you're like, oh, they said it's a prequel. Yeah, yeah. And I again, I'm still scratching my head why they want to make that movie, but because it will make money. Sure, but uh, and uh, also the people that have signed on to it are already pretty good. Y- yeah. Um. And uh, and then you know you the, you the, you kind of sunset Captain America too, obviously passing on the the shield and him old as balls, because uh, yeah, he he has to be about one hundred and twenty, <laughs> right? That's why people did like looks good though because yeah, and the fact that that was Chris Evans, oh yeah yeah like yeah. that was the makeup and the right, CGI right, right. and like his voice and everything, but my friends were like I didn't know Captain America could like age like that. I'm like bro, he's like one hundred and twenty and he looks like he's seventy. Like, yeah. Exactly. Give the man a break. <laughs> and he's f- probably fought in right how many, you know, wars, battles. Yeah. His body is probably taking some punishment. Anyway, to wrap this you up. You can like only my jump out of, out of a building and land on your shield so many goddamn yeah, times. Exactly. Uh, my, my, my whole point to the this, though, is that uh, I feel like this experience of Endgame is something that will probably never be replicated ever again. Um, and I think it's, you know, the fact that, again, because of the ability to see these people all the time and for the actors um, uh, effort into social media as well, connecting with fans and just like all the love that's shared. It feels like it's like losing somebody, you know, you know, like a family member, right? That you have followed these last 11 years. You've watched them grow, um, you know, obviously over a decade with uh, Tony Stark again. I know it's a movie. Uh, I'm not crazy people, but you know, uh, you see him fulfill, you know, his kind of character arc, having the kid um, and being able to, like, you know, have closure with his dad and, and that whole thing. Um, so, it, uh, yeah, it, it's fucking crazy that they were able to really pull this off um, and they were able to, I think, really do a phenomenal job of um, sending these, you know, these characters off that have been there since since day one yeah i mean the other thing is when you think about these characters fucking tony stark robert Downey jr's iron man has been in a total of 10 movies because all three iron men all three avengers before endgame so i'm saying before this then he is technically in the incredible hulk and And he's in captain america um civil war and he's in spider-man homecoming so with Endgame, that's ten movies. Yeah, 
Like, the only time a character has been in that many freaking movies is freaking James Bond, but they had four actors. <laughs> right. And it's it's entirely different because you're so invested in who Robert Downey Jr. is as this character. Same thing for Chris Evans. Chris Evans has been in um, not as many movies, but he has always felt like he's the he's the glue for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. As much as Tony is uh, the ignition to everything. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about that they have been able to keep all of these actors, you know, well, in the same makes roles. Billion dollars, you just <laughs> true, true. But you know, Hollywood is what it is, right? And it's hard to get that type of uh, you know loyalty and consistency at times. And, you know, these character, I mean, these actors are like superstars, right? It's not well, like... Well, some of them, this is what made them. Sh- true, true. I mean, we can talk about Robert Downey Jr. If it wasn't for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and John Favreau, he wouldn't have the career he has now. Chris Evans yeah. was playing, like, the dude in rom-coms across from Starlet Johansson and the Human Torch in terrible... Fox versions of the Fantastic right, but Four. I think with Chris Evans, we all knew he was like he just needed the right role, right? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't Fantastic Four, obviously. Uh, Chris Kirk. Hemsworth didn't have a film credit to his name other than Star Trek, yeah, uh, and that was and he was in it for a good old ninety seconds, right? Uh, and I think through not only has his character evolved, but I think the more people have gotten to know him and he's gotten exposure in other roles, they started to write his character more like him yeah his he probably has had the biggest transformation yeah both physically (laughs) and uh and like personality wise you know like when he was introduced he's just you know the big tough guy god of thunder yeah you know terrible bleach blonde wig right and then you know as i think they've kind of taken his leash off and you, you know we've seen in ragnarok and infinity war and in endgame just how funny he can be um and i i really hope that he and it looks like he's gonna be in guardians 3 as guardians, as of, the guardians of the galaxy uh the which, search for gamora <sighs> i really hope they just fucking spot like spoof star trek the search yeah. for the search for spot i mean i i'm i'm so so excited uh I, and I, I mean, even with Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man, it he got the biggest. So I think we, let's just talk about that real quick too. Our theater experiences, because yeah, we both yeah. saw it on opening night. He got the biggest cheer of the entire movie when yes. he came on screen in my theater. This is you know not Cap pick, having the hammer. Not oh, that was more than Cap. I'm, I'm saying that okay. got the biggest pop of the entire movie is when Tom Holland first reappeared. Okay. Uh, I will say the biggest pop is definitely Cap being worthy. Right. Hands down for my theater. But for everyone that came back, yeah, everybody was waiting for Peter Parker. And I think that just speaks to how good he is in that role. Like the casting. For sure. And how they write him and Their how he cat, acts, the it's fuck, just ridiculous. Who, yeah, who, whoever led the casting for it, And this I think it's the thing. same person for all of the Marvel movies. I'm sure movies. it is, because that person I is mean, just literally the best. Yeah. Literally uh, the best. And they're, like, before we get ahead of ourselves, the moments that popped the theater, like, hard uh, on opening night, Fat Thor 
Yes. <laughs> like yep. that ridiculously uh and also with thor beheading thanos oh. 15 minutes into the film holy shit that's what i i think i love most about this movie is how how different it was than what i you know what pretty much everybody thought yeah yes i i think a lot of people had theories that lent to pieces of the plot of this film but nowhere did i see Anyone were like, well, they're gonna kill Thanos fifteen minutes into the movie, right. and then, because then all bets are off when that happened. Like you, like where do they go from here? Yeah, and how exactly? Um, and I will say Thor calling Mjolnir, uh, before he going back into the future. Yep, Definitely. was a great pop. So much so that I didn't notice the first time seeing it because the theater was loud. But when I saw it the second time is when he does grab his hammer, he says, I'm still worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, oh, great, great line. Yeah. Uh, well, he got another huge pop, too, uh, when he, like, goes full light. You oh, know. yeah, God of Thunder. Right. And then, but then he walks out, and he's still fat. <laughs> so like, great. the beard is braided, but he's still got the belly. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, you know, when, when Tony's, uh, reveals he's got the stones. That wow. was the second biggest one. I mean, but I think in my theater, the biggest was the Cap. Biggest pop was Cap yeah. with the hammer, and and it was great because in that moment when they show the hammer rise, I go, oh, like th- that's where it shows. Like, oh no, that's not that's not Thor, right? Because it just would have flown. Like, why is that? Why are they emphasizing that? And I was like, oh, please, please, please. And then just the fact that he beat the shit out of Thanos with it. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, it one of the biggest, like, this this whole sequence, like, I understand that a lot of people wanted more screen time from other characters, and that specifically during the battle, you know, a lot of the supporting cast, I could say, get kind of relinquished to side Fighting plots. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Specifically, like, you know, Banner, Rhodey, Rocket, and Ant-Man being trapped. Uh, you know, Clint just running from fucking space dogs, all that kind of stuff going on. But we're looking at this being a chapter, you know, the end of the story of the three main Avengers. Or if we're looking at Sits, if you're including Banner, Natasha, and, and Clint. Right. And it had to be that way. Yeah, like It had exactly. to be the three-on-one. Right. It had to be. It's like, a, they've it, always it been. They're the pillars because they're the they're the original three movies that kicked off the entire yeah. universe. And what you have to remember is this is an Avengers movie. Yeah. So you're going to focus on y- the original Avengers. I will say the uh, another great pop was when the ship started to direct fire into the sky. Oh yeah, and you know it's Captain Marvel. Yeah. She. Oh my God. She's. Not only did she spawn some fantastic uh, "Where's your manager?" memes with yes. the with the haircut, uh, but yeah, I mean they really just showed off how fucking powerful she can. And I feel like she could just have <laughs> she could have just wiped Thanos like if she really wanted I to mean, by herself. She was doing that, yeah. Like she was breaking his fingers, right? And when he had butted her, she what she was like, "What you got?" And that was my second favorite. Uh, like action moment, I would say of the movie is when she's doing that, and then he pops the power the stone. power stone to his other hand and and hits her. That just was like 
that oh so cool uh the other one was with cap fighting uh thanos when he when he gets the hammer Dude, and he, when he throws the it? shield yes. and then he throws the hammer off the shield and it reflects back i just oh so there, so there has to be something said about how especially those three characters were treated uh thor iron man and uh cap through the movie and how tony is really the brain and uh, Cap is, for the most part, the brawn right. and the strength. And Thor, even though he is the strongest adventure, he's the most empathetic and the most, you know, emotional. Like, because he has lost so much um, that that's why they, they all need each other is because they're all weak in other points that, you know, like, I mean, for Tony, having all that he had, he never gave Thanos a fight close to what Thor did, or, but Cap being the best right because that's what cap is yeah and that scene where the shield is broken and he stands up and he straps in and they they just kind of pan out and it's him like staggering forward against thanos and his forces i saw something was like there's desktop backgrounds for days oh that, yeah that scene is so it's so comic book it's so visually stunning and imposing and it represents his character so well. And then they just break you when you right. start to hear Sam. And he says on your lip, like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> like, that part, like, that was fantastic because that's when people started to cheer. But you're right. When it wasn't until Peter comes swinging in, which they did on purpose. They saved him for the end because they course. knew that's what the reaction he was going to get. Yeah. Because the theater went wild. And, <coughs> I mean, the other fact is how many people they brought back for this movie. So not just in that scene. Oh, but yeah. Throughout just all the, the other. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you see it throughout when they go back in time, you know, to Fucking Robert Redford. Yeah. Um, you get obviously Tony, the, the actor that played Tony's dad. Don't know his name off top, but he was in, you know, Mad Men for uh, for that run. He was great. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, that was did, a really cool. The ancient or. You're yeah, the ancient dead. one. I was just going to say, like, that was a really cool moment for me when they go back to the original Avengers and they see the ancient one, uh, you know, actually fighting, like, actually yeah. doing stuff. Because you're like, yeah, she's that's chilling, right. She's like, fucking there just, like, fucking, hanging out. Fucking but, people up. Right. Little did we know she's sitting there, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, doing that shit from the... Protecting the sanctum. Yeah, exactly. Um, Her part was fantastic, by right. the way, where she's talking to Banner about why Banner needs the stone and how it will affect time and the reality and all this stuff. And she tells him that I can't trust you. Like I just can't give the shop away because then, you know, what if you don't, what if you're not successful? And he says, well then why the hell did strange give it up? Right. And that realization of when she's like, when Banner asked, like, did he make a mistake? And she goes, no, what if I did realizing the fact that she, not giving away the time stone could lead to peril. And that moment of how much of a character, like, cause you know that that character then is going to bring all that with her when she's in Dr. Strange and that knowledge yeah. and why she, she knows that he has to be the best of them. And it, it was a nice, cause th- I think the Dr. Strange movie is one of the, one of the, one of the movies that doesn't get enough love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I hope that after black Panther two, that they announce another Dr. Strange. Because Benedict Cumberbatch is just, he's the next void filler for, like, uh, a character like Stark. Yeah, definitely. 
yeah, I mean, I think with Spider-Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, you know, hopefully Chris Hemsworth sticks around with Guardians or they continue to, you know, make individual Thor movies. Uh, I mean, they just have such a... And, and Brie Larson, I mean, let's recognize the real, uh, you know. By the way, Howard Stark is John Slattery. You were never going to get that name. Absolutely not. No, no chance. Um so yeah, I it's just like it's going to be it's going to be really curious to see if they can continue to to raise the bar because the Russos fucking launched that thing into space and, and I, I just don't know if they're ever going to be able to you know, come close to it. I think one of the coolest things about the Russos and how they wrote and structured this movie is the homage that they paid to the three pillar franchises Mm -hmm. thor captain america and iron man because they included what i would say is the most significant directors of those series in scenes with the main those main characters so much like they did with infinity war yeah so in, in the um support group it's joe russo with captain america um there's uh, in New Asgard, it's Thor with I can never pronounce his name, but mm. Korg, which is the director. Right. Um, do you want to give it a no, shot? Absolutely yeah, not. Taiti, what a Titi, like the director of Thor Ragnarok, right? Who may be the director of Thor Four if Tessa Thompson isn't right lying to us. Uh, and then John Favreau with Tony at the end, um, and Tony's family and and Pepper Potts and and Rhodes because. It was just cool that they they had scenes with their directors, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that their directors have all played characters. Yeah. Um, be so like the Russo brothers haven't been unnamed characters because you know, the other Russo brother, kind of died <laughs> in Civil War. He's the doctor in the bathtub that uh, um, what's his face impersonates. Zemo. No way. That's the other Russo brother. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the the body that you Got know it. the help find yeah, in the bathtub yeah. that right, was the right. other Russo brother. Huh. Okay. And then uh, one of Russo's uh, so Hawkeye's daughter. Yep. Is a Russo. Oh, it's just one of the director's daughters. So then is she gonna be in the series too? So I mean that's the thing, right? If we're looking to where some of these characters go from now and how they can be explained, uh, you know, Loki's staying in a limited series run. That's definitely the Loki that bounced with the Tesseract. Oh, for sure. And I mean that. So. That's the one thing I want to bring up because that's my only criticism of the movie is, number one, they never bring that back up other than when he first disappears, right? Yeah. So he himself could go fuck up God knows what, right? Well, with, that's with why we have to Infinity watch the series, And right? what they're going to obviously show us in the series. Uh, and then at the end, too, when they're just like, oh, yeah, here, Captain, go – Go put these stones back exactly where we took them from by yourself. And it literally has to be at these exact moments. Good luck. Yeah. Like, what? You're so, not going to send it. You're not going to send help. Like, he's going to have to do all of this random shit by himself. And it's also, at that point, just the stones and not like. So I have a theory. Whatever. I think that he goes back in time and meets up with uh, the ancient one. And then so she just assists him 
in place damn batch. And I think what they will probably And you know they went and got Loki. Like I think that's gonna be in the series. Like there is that's going to I, be yeah. they have to get Loki. Like somebody's getting Loki back into the point in two thousand twelve. So Right. Uh because that's the thing is that's and this is the thing that I think with Endgame, they nailed with, you know, time travel that a lot of movies set the other precedent that if you affect your past it changes the future. And they clearly say that you that can't happen because right. then you erase your future. Like your 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 present becomes your past when you go back in time. That's not how it works. Yeah. Like Bats of the Future is bullshit. Right. Because that's the common movie theory of time travel. Whereas the butterfly effect. Yeah. Whereas this simply states that you're living in a loop then. Not necessarily changing what's happening because that's creating different realities so Mm. your future is always going to be how it happened and so that's the thing that they were very coy on because banner at the end says if you don't get the stones back they could create other realities and so Mm. if we're talking about how all these other properties are integrated into the future of the marvel universe you know. Now you can just do whatever you want. Now we're in Star Trek where it's just, you know. So what I'm saying is just because we don't know exactly how it worked out doesn't mean it didn't work out. Yeah. And two, sometimes we don't need to know everything. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like, although that is, you know, my criticism of the movie, at the end of the day, it's a fucking superhero comic book movie. So you just got to, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, yeah. right? I mean, guys, like, Thanos turned <laughs> lasers into bubbles in the first movie. Like, give him a fucking break. Like, there's... Spider-Man got bit by a radioactive spider, and the only powers he got were, one, super strength. Didn't know spiders were super strong. He can stick to walls. And he has a sense that he knows danger's coming. Spiders know when danger's coming? I, I mean, I Maybe. guess that's actually because they spin a web, and when they feel vibrations in the web, that's their spider sense. That's something that's bad to say about that. But anyway, give them a fucking break. Right. Like, but they, if you, it, it's a blinking, you miss it moment because they don't spend too much time actually talking about it. Is that you can't fuck up your past because your past has already happened and you wouldn't cease to exist. That's not how it works. That's why. We're stuck with Nebula, even though 2014 Nebula is dead, mm-hmm. because that was an alternate, and why now we have Gamora, right? So past Gamora, but in the future, right? So that'll be interesting to see how they handle that with Adam Warlock in Guardians Three, as Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, and it's just like people just can't be happy. I know. You gotta, you gotta just be a buzzkill. Yeah, and I the, there's so many small moments too that I, I loved in this movie, the fact that Black Panther calls Clint by his name, mm. because in Civil War when he goes like, "Oh hi, I'm Clint," he's like, "I don't care," <laughs> <laughs> he paid attention. Uh, the fact that Peter remembered instant kill mode. Yes, that scene was that funny. was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, I I loved Cap versus Cap. Yeah, I mean that was just so great. I could do this all day. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just thought that Cap was a little, like, you could tell he's getting, like, old man grumpy. Yeah. Like. And, and I mean, obviously, with Cap 2, um, right before that scene, you have the Hill Hydra oh nod. Oh, my God. 
I mean, that got a pretty that got a pretty big cheer. The fact that they set up that moment, like, oh shit, another elevator right. fight. <coughs> so give us that. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean, they got they just got they got so much right, so much right. I mean, even just the start of the movie with Hawkeye. We all joked about it. We all we all joked about it. Yeah. And they made it happen, and I right. felt like I felt responsible. As soon as the movie started, and you see them. Like you're at least for me, I just went, oh, like this is going to be the tone. Yeah. The whole theater, the whole theater. Everybody just went, oh, no. (laughs) And then they finally did. And there's this one kid was like, oh, no, they disappeared. It's like, get this fucking kid out of the theater, will you? It was just like, you know, everybody joked. Right. Because we're like, oh, but it it, it it makes perfect sense. But they led off with it. Yeah. They were like, oh, you want Hawkeye's family dusted? Guess what? You did Hawkeye's right. family dusted. Oh, you've been making fun of Hawkeye for this whole time? Well, guess what? We're going to fucking kill his family right in front of his face. And then he's just, and then his whole, why are you doing this? And he says, uh, you know, half the, you survived and half the world didn't. They got Thanos, you get me, mm-hmm. is just fantastic. Yeah. they. I mean, they made him. And the scene with him and Natasha was great because I honestly didn't know who was going to die. Right. Didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know. And I was like, man, if they kill Hawkeye off after like he had so much shit for like not being in the last one, is that like, they're like, oh, here's a TV show that make you feel better. But no, man. And, but it made sense for Natasha's character because God damn it. She depressed. Yeah. I mean, she also was, I guess, other than Hulk, like the most, uh, independent, I guess. Yeah. In terms of like you know, no family, no real relationships yeah. outside of no tethers. Yeah. To, to to a life, and I mean that's the thing too is a lot of people were giving uh Black Widow shit too. They're like, oh Thanos shows up, and then you know I think we got Black Widow shoot guns, <laughs> right? Like, but then she be she's the key. Yeah. Because without her, they, they don't, don't get win. the right. They don't get the Soul Stone. Uh, and I will say the last thing I wanted to touch about Captain Marvel is Captain Marvel, and for the most part, even Scarlet Witch, they have what is the Superman problem, where they're too uh, mm. OP. Yeah, super OP. So you have to be very creative in how in which you write them and how you put them in movies like this. So for Scarlet Witch, she's only OP when her emotions are fucking off the charge. Right. Which she was gonna kill Thanos. Oh yeah. Like hardcore, and right. I love—I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then with with Captain Marvel, of course, it made sense. She's on other planets because they, you know, they don't have superheroes. Yeah, and that's where she was, and that's why she wasn't there at the beginning of the fight. Because what's crazy to remember is this: the the five years in the future, once they figure out what they're gonna do. Is all in the matter of like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well, Brie Larson are, has already come out and said like she filmed a bunch of those scenes by herself, like not a, a not knowing. Did. Yeah, not knowing what the fuck was going on. So like the first time that she that she saw the end credit scene uh, for Captain Marvel was like, oh, that's what that scene was for. Yeah. She's like, I filmed it in a green screen, like with by myself. Oh, and everybody thought that that movie or that scene was going to be in. Infinite or in Endgame, and right. it wasn't. Yeah. So that I was like, oh shit, maybe that scene is like really important because I thought it was just like a, uh, I thought it was just like another 
uh, scene like Ant-Man where they pulled it from Civil War and they put it at the end. Um, but I will say this is the f- one of the first Marvel movies that I think bad to from the original Iron Man where there was no so-and-so will return. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just they just ended it. But you know what they ended it on? Did you stay? Yeah. And With it's uh, Tony Hammer. Hammering in the cave. Right. Just fucking with everybody's <laughs> well you know i think they just tipped their hat right you gotta you gotta respect the guy that brought that brought everything in that really yeah i mean without him without john favreau we and don't, we john don't get any trusting shit. robert Downey jr yeah and the craziest thing is you know that sony had a chance to buy all of the marvel character film rights <laughs> for 25 million dollars I I read an article about how much Marvel has just exploded in you know since since Iron Man pretty much, and yeah, it's fucking insane to think about if you know deals were made, this this probably would not have so they bought Spider Man happened for seven million dollars, and they were offered eighteen million. You can have all the other Marvel character film rights. And uh, an exec at Sony was quoted with saying, nobody gives a shit about the other Marvel characters. Because X-Men was already belonged to Fox. Yeah, yeah, right. And how <laughs> wrong <laughs> is that person? Yeah, $18 million. Like, to look back at what could have been, it's just, the, you know, yeah. well, it's the fucking mouse, man. You know? It uh, sometimes because the original Iron Man out. movie is Paramount, oh, and fuck, and, the, and the and uh, the Incredible Hulk movie is Universal, right? The but the Hulk movie, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, with Kevin Feige has been the dude, right, 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 since Paramount, since Iron Man with John Favreau, and it's after the Incredible Hulk, before Iron Man Two, is when Disney was purchasing Marvel, and just gave them the keys. And we, we've we seen that this works with some people, you know, extremely well, where they can't miss. Other properties like Star Wars haven't been as successful. I mean, still widely successful. Right. Up, but not just not, not at the bar that Marvel's setting. Yeah. And I just don't think DC, it just, <laughs> do like, do those Warner Brothers sets watch that? And they think about how badly they cut Suicide Squad two, or they or does Josh watch that and just go, "What did I do with Justice League? What happened?" Because what Marvel has proven time and time again, and it literally it is the might drop with Endgame, is that you know we know what we're doing, we have an effective people or uh, an effective group of people. Not only actors, writers, and directors, but because we have a backing of a studio that trusts us, that doesn't come in over our heads, that doesn't really force us into a box that we don't want to be in, we make them billions of dollars. Well, the most important (laughs) thing that they do, which most other, or if really any other, uh, studio doesn't do is they 
listen to the fans and they give the fans what they ask for. It's not a hard equation. Other studios, if fans are saying, hey, we want this and you don't give it to them, why would you expect for a different outcome uh, or feedback? If you're giving people what they don't want and they're telling you what they do want, it's not it's not hard to figure out how to be more successful, right? It's just it brings us all back to the fact that Marvel is Captain America picking up the fucking hammer and all the fans are Thor saying, "I knew it." Yes, exactly. Like it's the fact that the f- it is such a a give and take with the community of fans. And, I mean, when we say fans, we're talking, like, the majority of movie-watching audiences. Yeah. And that there is a great balance between fan service, unexpected moments, great acting, writing, directing, visuals. And even though the movies don't always have a happy ending, uh, it's not what it's about. Right. It's about the journey. And every journey has an end. Yeah. And although it's not necessarily a happy ending, even though, you know, one could argue with Captain America, it kind of is. It's it it feels right. Well, I think this is this is the 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 three central characters that we've talked about on this episode that are Thor, Captain America and Iron Man. Their character arts throughout all 23 movies is Tony Stark was the selfish warmonger weapon seller who didn't have a family nor wanted one who settled down with a child and a wife and sacrificed it all for peace you have thor who was destined to be a ruler Mm -hmm. and king of asgard held to a certain path which he felt that he was owed voluntarily relinquishing his rule to find his own way yep and captain who was the selfless leader who was out of time sacrificed everything finding his way back selfishly Mm -hmm. and it's just everything is full circle and that Black Widow's dead. <laughs> so fuck her. <laughs> Bruce Banner figured out how to be uh, yeah. Professor Hulk, you know? He stopped running from who he was. Yeah. And Hawkeye is, um, I guess, um, going to live with the fact that he murdered like 300 people in I five years. More than that. Because I feel like it was just 300 people between like the time that they were talking about <laughs> with Rhodey. <Right>. Like, <laughs> he murdered lots of criminals. Yeah. But I like that too because the whole point in Avengers is that uh, Clint was the good guy and mm-hmm. Natasha was the bad one who wanted to get the red out of her ledger. And at the end, he was the one that was like, you don't know what I've become and what I've done. And she says that she doesn't judge people by their worst mistakes because that's what he told her at the beginning. Right. And so in that, it's also the only family she had. She sacrificed herself so that they could survive. Um, but yeah, man, that whole scene with them was just great. I thought it was just like, and the fact that they got that much time where I, I knew that it was going to be heavy because right when they went off, I was like, 
oh, nobody really knows how Thanos got that Soul Stone, so they're going to be yeah. real upset. Also, real lucky that Nebula and Rhodey didn't go there because they don't love each other, <laughs> right. so they would have been fucked. <laughs> um, and I knew that because they were cutting back and forth between all the other scenes, that I was like, oh, they're going to fucking end with that one, and it's just going to... It's going to be like the next domino to fall. Yep. Um, and the scene specifically when they come back and, you know, Clint falls to his knees and it's Cap and Banner because those are the other two that, that she's had with. relationships with her. And, man, for all that green CGI, you still get emotion. Yeah, totally. Banner. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it, it literally is a roller coaster of emotions, you know? Like, starts you off at the bottom with Hawkeye and his family, gets you up when they go fight Thanos, and Thor chops his fucking head off, and you're like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm into this. And then right back down, you know, five years later with the time jump, and then, you know, you're right back up when Ant-Man shows up, and they go talk to Tony, and, uh, you know, you get a little bit of hope. Uh, and then there's, yeah, just a lot of... A lot of laughs, a lot of cries, a lot of stand up and cheer moments. I it mean, also the the whole f- interaction between Cap and Tony in the first fifteen minutes of the movie is just rough. Yeah, it it's the first thing Tony says is I lost the kid. Yep. And also, I that that this was the first part where I was like, "Fuck you, Cap," because he was like, w- "We lost." And yeah. then he was just focused on, he was so focused on the mission. And Tony looked like death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was just like, you need, like, I need, like, think. You need to focus. And I was like, bro, dude's been trapped in space for a month. Yeah. And you can't even give him space. So I was like, eh. I think this wasn't Civil War because Cap was right in Civil War, but uh, <laughs> this was different. <laughs> uh, but it, I, uh, yeah, it's good. Go see it. It's yeah. I, I we've I, only talked about like like this much. I'm I know. holding my fingers up on an audio podcast, and it's not even that much in the movie because there's so much in it. Yeah, we could you know talk about this for three hours, but to spare you guys. Um, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you're still listening. Yeah. <laughs> we you just, have, we absolutely, right, torch the movie for uh, you. Um, and if you have seen it, you know, we, we hope that you enjoyed it as much as us. Yeah, let us know your favorite moments. Uh, let us know what got the biggest reaction out of you. Uh, now, this is coming out on Monday. Mm-hmm. So just four days, three and a half days after its release. Right. Brian, do we think that it has made over $500 million? 500 No. Because domestically, you mean? Well, worldwide. Oh, worldwide, it's making a billion dollars. Okay. You think in the first weekend? Absolutely. All right. Domestically, no do you think we get to five hundred? No. Because the projections currently, we're recording on Saturday, was that it has pulled in two hundred and twenty million dollars between Friday and Thursday. So with Saturday and Sunday, you don't think you can make two eighty? <sighs> I. Number one was not aware of those <laughs> numbers <laughs> before this question was asked. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if they've made that much in a preview night, let's remember, because it's not a full day and Friday is a full day, then yeah. I mean, of course, Saturday, Sunday is when most of the people are going to go. I mean, they're running showings 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's fucking insane. So the theater that I went to, there were only two screens that weren't showing Endgame. 
and I don't even remember what the other movies were. Infinity War? Is that? Is <laughs> <it>? <laughs> uh, I think it was um, that new stupid Seth Rogen movie. That's not out yet, though. Oh, is it? No. I thought it was out no. this weekend. Or no, this it's, past, it's, next like, week? it's next weekend. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Don't go see that. No, no. See go twice. see fucking Endgame again. I've already see seen it three twice. Times. <laughs> I've already seen it twice. <laughs> uh, I need to give myself at least two weeks because I literally am going to have to like commit myself. Because You're going to have to join that group lot. therapy session yeah, with seriously. Cap and Joe Russo. Um, I will say, I think it's gonna. I think it's going to almost get to $500 million domestically. Yeah, I can't. If it may, if if it makes five hundred million, I'm gonna say four fifty. I mean, it's even over four hundred is fucking insane. Yeah, because I mean, I what's the record? Like three I have, and change, I think. It's, it's Star Wars: Force Awakens. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's either that. Yeah, that or Endgame. Um, but you know, when we did the Captain Marvel episode, we did talk about where Captain Marvel was gonna lead us with Endgame. So before we wrap up here, I think we want to do the same thing, but this time with Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is what Kevin Feed Feed. Feed, Forge, whatever the fuck his last name is. Right. Uh, he has claimed that Spider-Man Far From Home will be the actual final movie of Phase 3, which I think is bullshit because yeah. uh, what the hell did I just watch then? Exactly. Um, but where, where does that leave us? Because shit's a little fucked up, right? Like, we're five years in the future, technically. Yeah. But who the people who are dusted are the same age they were in 2018. Right. Whereas other people have moved on. And grown up five years. Uh, it's not such for Peter Parker. He's like, fuck, I still got to go to high school. <laughs> uh, and apparently Ned got dusted because right, cause he's, he's the same, the same age. age yeah. And so did Mary Jane. Did how that works out. How they're going to explain uh, that. I right. really hope they just show me a big, like, buff. Um, what's the Indian kid that plays uh, oh, right. uh, the bully in yeah, yeah, the yeah. Flash? I just hope he's just giant now. Right. But, I mean, we see him in Far From Home, too. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. So, they all got dusted, right? I like, do. that's what I'm right. assuming. His whole class must have because yeah. they're all the – Well, half the class, remember. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. But who knows, right? Because it's just half the population, so that doesn't necessarily mean, like, the whole class doesn't get Well, that's dusted. not very balanced, Thanos. So, <laughs> um, so, that's the thing is also the fact that it would make sense why they're, all of them are still in school because they had to be dusted. So, right. they're there. Uh, what Shield is going to look like because we know that Nick Fury and Miranda Hill are going to be in Spider-Man: Far From Home and working with Peter. Yeah. Um, and where do they go now that there are no more Avengers, really? Yeah. Because Cap, Iron Man, Tony ain't paying the bill anymore. So Black Widow, right? The headquarters is destroyed. Yeah. Um, and Brian, what I'm asking you is, Far From Home. What do you think is going to happen in relations to what Endgame is set up? It's a great question. I th- I mean, I think they'll have to they're, – they're going to explain a lot. And now looking back, it makes sense why they showed so much of Nick Fury in the preview and not any of Tony. Because you would think, yeah. right, that Tony w- – being that, you know, he kind of – looked at this kid as like a son almost, you know, or like a, yeah, pretty much like a son, right? Um, that he would be in the movie in some capacity. But what I think is going to happen is Nick Fury is going to be working with Tom Holland, like, hey, you know, we're still trying to, you know, keep this thing together. We don't have the Avengers, but we have you. So you're going to go out and, you know, fight with Mysterio, 
you know, maybe they're going to be interviewing him, you know, as a new Avenger or something like that. Right. Um, but I think that's what they're going to do now is they're going to start using these characters to uh, essentially like press reset and start building another Avengers team. Right. So with Black Panther 2, with Captain Marvel 2, Doctor Strange 2, the, uh, you know, Guardians, whatever happens with uh, with them after James Gunn's done with Suicide Squad. Um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll start to get a better picture out of that. But I don't know if they're going to give us much in Spider-Man. You know, hopefully they'll they'll be like an end credit that might uh, lead us to believe, you know, what the next movie will be. Yeah, what if we just never did end credit scenes again? That's the one. That's the thing, right? It's like we knew there wasn't going to be an end credit in this. Technically, I didn't trust them. Right. Everybody in our theater stayed, too. Uh, But if they do show end credits in Spider-Man, it's like, well, what the fuck? Then it's like technically if you're saying that Spider-Man's the end of phase three, then we really do have end credits. Unless the end credits is the start of phase four. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. So whatever. Whatever. I mean, I have, you know, I have complete faith. What happens to the Avengers initiative, I think, is what we're going to get from Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Uh, There's lots of iterations of Spider-Man having his own team especially when he's in high school, of other younger heroes. Um, I think as recently as there was a Disney show animated where he was working with Nick Fury and he was working with Power Man, Luke Cage, who was young. Um, White Tiger, who was from Wakanda. Um, And uh, Nova and Iron Fist. Hmm. So they were all teenagers spider-man was the established hero and they were all coming into their own powers and what's going on so um fury has leaned on peter parker before because peter parker was doing this by himself uh this hero did a little bit so ooh, or do maybe we get a fantastic four you introduction know, do they bring in you know reed richards and that whole scenario do we somehow get x-men I don't think that's going to happen for a so. while. Yeah, agreed. Like, I think X-Men is definitely going to be, like, whatever next culminating movie where they're all in. Plus, I think they're going to want to let Dark Phoenix just kind of, oh you know, bury itself when for I a saw, little while. When I saw uh, Endgame today, it was in IMAX, so there was two trailers for X-Men Dark Phoenix. What? Because the first trailer was just, like, 20 years of X-Men. Because 1999 oh, was the first year okay. that um, X-Men came out. So that there's going to be special re-releases in IMATS of all the IMAT, uh, X-Men movies. And then they showed the Darts fans trailer. And that just looks so bad. It looks <laughs> so bad. I'm so glad Fox is done. Um, but anyway, so I think what we're going to get is I think it's Fury's struggle. Not only Peter's, but Fury's struggle to move on. Because sure. he doesn't have Cap. He doesn't have... Thor, because Thor's out with the Asgardians. Captain Marvel's probably gone, too. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Again, they have written that character, like the issues of her being OP out so well, where she's she's patrolling space. And that's the Superman problem that DC still can't figure out. Right. Um, Natasha, gone. You know Clint's retired. Oh, yeah, obviously. He's not giving that up again. And so, and Banner's hurt. Right, like right, His he's not what he was. Yeah, um, where do you go? Who do you turn to? You know, T'Challa's got a kingdom to rule. Uh, Scott has his family back. 
uh, Strange is not really a team player. Let's right. be honest. He, uh, on, only when he has to be. I guess maybe you have you know War Machine. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like he's done it enough, right? Like, right. even though he is the sh- the soldier, right? So then you're left with S- uh, Sam, right? And Bucky, the new captain, and Winter, and Winter soldier. soldier. So that that's what you've got, right? Uh, and I think so. Fury's going to really look to Peter, and I think that's why that's where we're gonna get. That's what we're gonna get with the Mysterio and what that turns out to be. And I really hope we get some cool introductions of characters from other, not necessarily properties, but other characters that haven't been used before in those Spider-Man movies um, or the Marvel movies. So I'm just excited to see Mysterio. The suit looks freaking awesome. Yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal too. Like a great, I think a great choice. Yes, uh, as well to add to the to the universe. I think the Spider-Man movies are also doing what other Marvel movies haven't done in the past, and I think they're going to keep all their villains alive. So you get that sinister sits. Right. So can you imagine a movie in which you have Michael Keaton and Jake Gyllenhaal together as villains? Yeah. Like, sign me the fuck up. So I really think that that's where this movie is going to take that Spider-Man franchise is towards, you know, its trilogy ending with the Sinister Sits. Yeah, that would be great. And, I th- and I'm and i all for it. So, for sure. Um, and we've already seen – we've already ha- been introduced to – Right, Scorpion. Is it just the three then? Vulture and Mysterio. Yeah. We know is coming. But we – you know, and we know we're going to get some of the elementals. Right. Uh, like Hydro Man, Sandman. I don't know who the other one is, um, but you know maybe. And the Russos have talked about wanting Craven mm. uh, in a Marvel movie. Uh, we can go with you know, you don't necessarily need Norman for the Sinister States, but you definitely need Doc Ock. Yeah. So for sure, we'll see where they take it. Yeah, and I and I like maybe uh, something a little bit different with Doc Ock, like what they did in uh, Into the Spider Verse, where it was his daughter, right? Just a different no. It's just a different iteration of Octavius. Hmm. Okay. That's all it was. Just a different reality. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, I mean, they already got my money. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go see Spider Man when it comes out. Uh, but yeah, fuck. Uh, end game. This is the end game of of this episode. Yes. Uh, and like I said, you know, part of the journey is the end. Yeah. No, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm gonna cry into that cheeseburger. Oh man, I yes, I cried more the second time. Be honest. <sighs> I got. Uh, it was the end that got me. It was literally the the single tear drop. You know, like the Native American when like somebody litters. Exactly. That PSA. Exactly. I should have been in the movie. Like it would have been the perfect. It was the Captain uh. America teardrop when tony Ah. like actually dies um it was definitely that and it was the uh the cheeseburger line was tough too but it was the uh i love you 3000 when tony hologram tony yeah is like you know given his last will and testament or whatever that is but that also got me thinking too like i feel like they're gonna have his like he figured out a way to you know become like jarvis right like that has been a rumor too. Yeah. So I think he'll he'll probably show up Which, again. Which you know, Peter may get some more suits in yeah, the next one. And exactly. Because you know who Jarvis is based off of, which right. is what they foreshadowed because he's an actual character. Right. Which also that's the first crossover from any of the Marvel T V shows created in the T V shows to the movies is Jarvis. Because Jarvis was an agent Peggy Carter. Oh. That limited series. Got it. Um and yeah, before we sign off, uh, I think 
you may be right in. Uh, I'll tell you, the first time it really was uh, the the end scene that you were talking about with Tony. But this last time, it was Sam. It was uh, the Natasha scene. And it was uh, when Peter comes back and just word vomits with Tony. Oh, yeah. It was that's tough. Like, cause, cause, we got Tony in Infinity I, War, and then we got... Because I know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's where... It, that's what affected me because of what I know and those moments and how much they mean more knowing how they... You know, right. The and that's an emotional scene, too, because, like, you know, Tony's very uh, emotional when he sees... Uh, when he sees the Peter, kid, yeah. right? Because he didn't think... Yeah, and he probably ever would. And now I feel like Far From Home is just gonna be satisfied too. So, <laughs> yeah, they're just they're like, hey, we're we're done uh, with these fucking, <laughs> you know, happy ending hero wins shit. I'm gonna need Guardians so bad, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> we're gonna give you a couple laughs here and there, yeah, because you know I don't think we're gonna be laughing much through Black Widow's Widow's prequel where she gets freaking uh, her tortured in her fucking torn ballet, out, right? <laughs> Those are fake memories, by the way. Oh, are they? Yeah, that's why she joined Shield is because they put fake memories in her, and so she her life was a lie. That's why she doesn't know who her dad is or anything. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers, right? This well, whole we do know this whole dad's. episode's been a spoiler. So. Yeah, we do know her dad's name now. Yeah, so that's probably we could probably like go find who that is, right? I'm sure. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to. More like the comics or something, right? Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this special episode, our Avengers Endgame breakdown. Uh, before Brian and I break down. If you are looking for your regularly regularly scheduled episodes of Pop Not Soda, come back next Monday because you'll find your brand new six pack of pop culture with a special guest host. Uh, the third chair will be filled by someone not named Brett. <laughs> so it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be so much better. <laughs> uh, but it'll be a familiar voice to this show and a, and a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, sure. So if you miss us throughout the week, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at pop underscore not soda. Please make sure that you've liked and followed our Facebook page, bat slash pop not soda official, and that you've checked out our Patreon, bat slash pop not soda official, because then we can make more awesome content like this with your pledges. So make sure that if you haven't already followed and subscribed us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, leave us some five-star reviews. That'd be fantastic. Uh, or you can just head over to popnutsoda.podbean.com and find all of our episodes. So until then, uh, peace. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I wish they had like a, a cool line that they went out on, but. I mean, I love you 3000. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, when Sam, he's like, so you want to tell me about the girl? No, I don't think I will. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Right. And Bucky fucking knew, by the way. He fucking knew. He knew. He knew the whole time, for sure. He knew it was going to happen. I just, you know, you know why this podcast has been smarter? Is because Brett has taken all the stupid with him. Yeah, exactly. 